0: all right ladies and gents we are back with another episode of human and today i got none other than jen is it we the strong we strum or should we just say we the strum we i
1: mean it's swedish so you should know
0: yeah we strum is the way i, I said i love to play your 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 website we the strong
1: yeah yeah and
0: my first question for you is gonna be do you know your last name means
1: Yeah. so and you'll probably help me with my pronunciation but wieder is to resist, and stream is stream. So to resist the stream. At least that's what my father tells me. <laughs> yes, yes. My is my dad he, right? Yes, you are right. Woo! Is he
0: from Sweden? Like, does he speak Swedish?
1: Very little. Um, you know, my my grandfather, my dad's dad, was first generation in America. So he came with like very little uh, to Chicago. He had like some August Lily bulbs in his pocket. And that was, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: really cool. And to introduce a little bit further for those that don't know, um, Jen, you were one of the coaches for, uh, Biggest Loser and you were one of the gladiators as well.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that's as, as I get older, when you look at both shows, which were pretty mega. Everyone's just more excited about American Gladiators. They're like, okay, great. You're a coach on a massive television show that millions of people watch, but you were Phoenix? Like, they don't care about Biggest Loser. It was, I got to tell you, it was a blast, especially since, I mean, I'm of the generation, which you are as well, You know the 80s 90s when you had the original gladiator so i mean i dressed up as a gladiator in college when i was bartending in chicago i mean when i auditioned i literally sent them one of my halloween pictures dressed up as zap i'm like i have the outfit you should hire me and anyway so obviously it worked out but it was a lot of fun
0: so being being on a show like that um when it's it's competition, and obviously you're playing a role. It's 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 some acting to it. How how fierce was the competition, really?
1: So it's it was full go. It was full on. I mean, I can't speak for every gladiator. I mean, I would imagine, you know, Gina Carano still Carano is still a good friend of mine, and obviously in the fighting world, so she was the OG like female badass. But um, I would imagine it was less hard on her, like as a professional fighter. She, I mean, she just was like. Her strength, her power, her skill in the, her own sport just lended so well for gladiators where I was like, hey, did some college track, um, still still lift in the gym, mostly bartending now. Uh, and so I was like, I was ferocious. It was like my ego that kept me on the equipment because I was, out of all the gladiators, the most normal-sized person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, was, I had some, some of the contestants were bigger than me. So I felt like I was almost the most beatable and so I feel like the contestants would want to go against me cuz I thought like oh she's easier than Gina Carano or like you know what I mean so it so it was uh it was ferocious it was it was it was all in and girls play dirty man like those contestants they would put like oil on their legs so on the wall you couldn't hold the grip or they would pull my my top my gladiator top down so so thinking if i'm on the rings i'll let go because my boob is out but i just my boob just hung out hung out for a while while i finished the event because i didn't want to lose so anyway the live audience got extra um so yes very competitive
0: so, and, and between the two shows which one did you enjoy the most
1: Oh, God. It, 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 it's just completely different parts of my heart. So and Gladiators, I got like dope hair, dope fun games to play, I, I, you know, I, and my team was the Gladiators. So like all kinds of different personalities from different walks of life. And it was like such a blast every day. Biggest Loser is the part of my heart that like I feel like I'm destined to be on the planet for, really learning about the human condition, being there, helping people sort through it, and therefore allowing other people to learn through our conversations and experiences on the show. So I loved it, but man, oh, those, those were hard days. Those were hard days and long days and worth every second and worth every relationship I built, but I love them both for different reasons.
0: It's so funny to look at, at someone like you, because like, like you just said, you want you, you you were an athlete but you didn't come up in fighting or bodybuilding or you know miss fitness but from just from what you just said with with the gladiators you seem to have this mental resilience that 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 will make you know any competitive person uh intimidated mm-hmm. to, to a certain extent and and not everyone's born with that
1: where does that come from gosh that's a great question um I think, you know, I don't think you necessarily have to be born with it, but I think it's like a muscle that you have to work like anything else. You have to put yourself in situations that are uncomfortable and scary in a performance aspect in this case, until you start to believe in your outcome more than the other person's. And I think, I mean, look at look at myself, I was a gymnast, right? And for years, I would just, I would get like low sevens on the beam, fall, fall. I was so nervous. I I just was so terrified of the beam. But when I got to high school, you would do sometimes two or three meets a week. So I had to face that beam in a competitive interaction uh, and experience three times a week. So then I got that frequency and then moved me to college hammer throw you know, all eyes on you, this is do or die, people are counting on you, coaches watching. And so that feeling, that very narrow focus for a very intense pressure, I got very good at. And I think it was sports growing. I think sports do that for you a lot. It helped me shape me in speeches uh, whether it was ten people or a thousand people, it helped me in difficult conversations I had to have with friends or coworkers. It's that very narrow focus with high, high pressure that I think that as you just, are, if you're willing to put yourself in front of those sets and reps, it's they're although mental, you start to build that resiliency. You know, yes. that's it. That's it.
0: I uh, I wanted to speak to you uh, about your gymnastic background because. Um, it's something that I always say that I wish I had grown up. Had I known what I know today, sure. gymnastics, wrestling yeah. and, and ballet and track and field are, you know, to build such a, fun, some, such an amazing foundation and you kind of answer the question, is that gymnastic background, uh, does it play a big role in, in what you do today? And would you say as far as, as, as the resilience, is that it or, 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 your base for fitness or a combination of it all?
1: So I call it physical literacy. It's two words I put together that make the most sense for me. And it's being familiar with your body, being literate with movement, where your body is in shape, where you are when you turn over, where the ground is, where the sky is, how long your arms are, you know, all these little things. And listen, my parents both were uh, worked in high schools as administrators and coaches. My mother was gymnastics, volleyball. My father was football, wrestling. Oh, wow. So they put us all into you know it was like community like uh what am I thinking of? YMCA park district classes when we were three, four, and five years old. Now my, my sister is tattooed musical very she is so swedish danish she is you can't see the muscle but she is stronger than me right okay. she she's not you should if you see her run she looks uncoordinated right like she is not this physical dynamo in that way M- me i'm more the athlete my brother six five i don't know 270 um and he's kind of a mix between my sister and i and i and i, and I break down our body types because my parents started us all in that level we started all doing gym it's like the 10 physical skills right and this comes from the macaulay brothers back in the 70s when they developed the dynamax medicine ball this is about formulating some of that brain training all of those physical skills that a lot of people don't start now till later because of computers and because of different tech devices that take us away from outdoor play or these physical you know the physical gymnastics classes and stuff so Uh, the resiliency i don't think so i think at that at that early stage and i mean even my sister i think she did gymnastics upwards to she was maybe 11 or 12. um it's just you feeling like good and, and confident with the movement and motions the inertia in your own body uh and i think it lends to i mean my sister is prolific in clarinet then she taught herself saxophone then she learned the drums i think it all originates with being um comfortable with your body. And I guess another way to say that is not fearful of movement in because I think a lot of people get um, they feel the word they're, they're going to look foolish. How about that? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, is this look right? Am I doing this right? So it becomes this barrier to entry and people learning things that are physical. And And I think that's why starting so early is more of a physical foundation, as you put it versus just the mental resiliency.
0: And that kind of just developed as, as part of it, because I. From what you're saying then your nature versus versus not true right you it seems like you all have it in different
1: different fields today yes. oh yes absolutely absolutely but like we also you know my parents are in their 70s and still have grow their own vegetables so who do you think was carrying the water pails and pulling the weeds it was kristen eric and jenna we were doing it we were doing all of it so we had they're like hey i'm like how many more till it's done like that's, that's the, that's the, that's what we were taught. So, you know, those are the pillars of how we were raised. But as far as physically speaking, you know, I, 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 that's why I encourage parents to, to, to get into that. And I think it only comes up now. That's why PE is out of school and PE out of, out of the regiment for curriculums that are, is just, it's heartbreaking to me because I think we need it. Anyway, that's a whole I,
0: other tangent. <laughs> no, but I'm completely, I completely agree with you. I think it's, you know, I, I I think you and me are, are somewhat biased, but at the same time, you know, what, what develops, you know, the the, the the fear of failure that you, you spoke about as well, you know, not playing sports because sports is constantly failing, right? And the social aspect and just movement that the human body is meant to do, I, I completely agree with taking out PE out of schools is like, the craziest thing that, that you can do. And it only seems to be happening in this country, which is the country that's also has the biggest problem of, with obesity. So, um, but when it comes to um, working with, with, with the other athletes like you did on, 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 on um, the gladiators, like, like Gina Carano uh, we've had some other strength and conditioning coaches on here. Um, what, what would you say dealing with, with combat sports, which to some extent the gladiators were right. And and working with someone like Gina, for I think most people that watch the show might be slightly too young to know Gina. Gina yeah. is, but you know, she was you you're right, the original baddest female fighter. Yeah. What would you say from looking at fighters is tends to be their biggest issue or problem or weakness? And have you dealt with any other fighters? Have you ever worked with any other fighters except Gina?
1: yeah i mean the ones that i've known across the board uh you know living in denver brandon thatch became a good friend of mine he was a great striker a great fighter um helped him a little bit he had some injury that he had to have surgery on his back and then he had something with his hands so just teaching him a couple ways around the gym because as as a mover you're dying to continue to move um what i think is so critical and i i don't want to call it a ne- uh, um uh I can't remember how you said it. I just think one thing that's so critical in those combat sports is your instinct. That's the one thing that I realized why I was, that I really struggled with on gladiators because I was doing combat in such a, you know, more controlled format. I'm not in the octagon. This is not a real sport. This is not, you know, this is not a sanctioned event. Um, Although there were obviously rules and standards we had to follow you really got to trust your instincts, trust your training, trust your body will last, trust your body will go, trust, you know, you can close the distance. And Brandon, you know, would always hold pads for me. And when I would mess up, I'm like, I would like, my hands would go down. I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, he's like, no, go. And he would just come at me. He's like, go, go. Hey, let it go. Let it go. Keep going. And he just helped me break that. It's more than the voice in your head, it's that stop, it's that pull the emergency line on the bus, I'm getting off, it's too hard, I'm messing up again, and when you have, the the best way I can equate it is almost like in Olympic lifting, if you're talking to yourself while you're moving that bar, it creates a traffic jam, You, Mm -hmm. you, you you can't talk, think as you go, it has to give yourself a cue and go. And for Brandon, it's like holding that space and that dance and that instinct and reading the (laughs) other person and trusting that. And that's something that's an element that I've seen in combat fighting, you know, Gina, I never trained her, but just as she worked with me and the way she would move, it was just, it became effortless because she was so entrusted into her own body and her own form and her own training. So that was something that really I I pull from the sport. Of, of combat training and, and pull because i'm looking for perfection and brandon's like go 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 no no, no go and he's like i want to hit you. like go <laughs> you know what i mean because it comes right at you as
0: it's, it's a, you've made a very good uh, comparison and that's i use the same a lot of times when it comes to olympic lifting and crossfit obviously that's been very big um and a lot of, of fighters would do it and i'm not saying it's wrong but it's i think it's it's a portion of what we do, but what you just said, in, in Olympic lifting, everything has to be perfect. Your posture is perfect, your balance is perfect in order to, to get that heavy weight up there. Whereas in fighting, nothing is ever perfect, right? right. And, and you just have to accept it and, and, and that's part of it.
1: Well, that's interesting though. I would beg to argue with you that Olympic lifting, I mean, I've never had two lifts that feel the same. Everything just, yeah, they're just millimeters off. It's like, oh, the pull was good, but then the pocket was weird. And then I rushed my elbow and then, ugh. So every time, there are all these nuances. I mean, every once in a while, you might get a a sweet slice of that lift, but it, it becomes, there is variation. And so it is the mental game. But I think what's fascinating to me is what happens to you biologically when your brain starts to get in the way. So if I'm with Brandon and he's holding pads for me, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm messing up. I, I strain my breath. I take my eyes off my opponent. I I would literally turn and walk away from him. So I'm like, I just need a second, you know. I would get distracted. I would make excuses. I would, um, oh how, um, d- diffuse my anger or his coaching by making a joke, by being self-deprecating, by. You, you know you you create and i might like, and i you get out of the rhythm so now he's been working me to a point with my muscle fatigue with my breath we're working on these things and all my precision breathing and 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 just all the cueing he was giving me goes out the door because i mentally pull myself out i yank so it's yeah. interesting when you think that's why when you when you mentally get in the way you start to lose those connection points whether it's an Oli lift whether it's a, I mean, gosh, it could be a, a, you know, 400 meter hurdles race, whatever it is, you got to make sure that the mental is bringing you closer to that instinct versus separating.
0: That's, that's a very good way of, of putting it. And you mentioned Denver and you used to, we spoke before we started this and yeah. you were in LA, then you moved to Denver, now you're in LA again. What brought you to Denver? It was
1: just uh it was a TV show. It was one, you know, I, I had primarily been working in health and fitness, and this was an opportunity to break into like a live daily news show. I thought I can talk current events. Um, I can be like a health liaison there if they need one. And it just, you know, I, I think um, sometimes admitting when something is not a fit is, is the skill that I need to hone in on versus that resiliency we talked about earlier saying i can make this work I uh, it's me if i stay in the saddle let's go and it's like no it's it's not for me it's i you know, i loved who i worked with on the cast and i loved denver i mean i bought a house there like i still i have a i mean i love it but it wasn't for me so it was almost i feel like the 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 uh carrot that got me out of la i was like oh another tv show let me do that and then when i was out i really kind of got a chance to slow down and recenter and decide what's next for jen so so what's next for jen <laughs> yeah. well it's funny i think that when you start to uh i lo- i mean I'm, I'm sitting at a desk and i think that my life in la was like it was just stacked with books and papers and things and that i had to do and to-do lists and when you get a clean slate you could decide to go what not only what goes on your desk but what's front and center and i started to realize what was most important to me you know when i left biggest loser um it was the last i really got to coach and i realized a couple things i miss coaching and i wanted to start coaching more so that's what i'm doing and i realized it was a, a very significant responsibility for me to find other tools that help people um, live better, higher quality of life and uh, higher support. Um, you know, I, I realize that hard work takes me really far, but nothing's gotten me farther than the support I've, re- I've received, um, from the people in my life. And so that's what I'm creating. So it's like, I created my own CBD brand called get up CBD. Um, and there's a, there's, there's a fun story behind that, but it's a lot of just, what can I do to create tools of support and quality of life for people? And that's
0: that's where I'm at right now. I love that. I love that uh, I, I love it, I think for personal reasons, just because i i think I know I've done it and i know I think most people do it at some point where you're like you know sometimes the grass seems greener or like that seems to be the right thing, and then i think I think it's important to be able to 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 be honest with oneself right and say, maybe this isn't for me and and I think as an athlete a lot of times we have that stubbornness like no i'm gonna make this work but to be honest with oneself and to be able to take a step back and go this isn't truly what i want or this isn't truly what i it was meant for me um and i i like that you spoke about the cbd because i'm curious about your cbd because there's so much and so little at the same time that we know about cbd and you know i'm from a european country and uh where anything to do with the plants of of Hemp, I guess, or what? What is the difference between hemp yeah. and marijuana? Do you know?
1: No, it's. I mean, it's a hemp plant. That's the plant. But I think what, what's happening is the process which goes behind the THC extraction, the CBD extraction. If you're doing full sex spectrum, broad, or isolate, I mean, there's just it's a lot of fancy words to basically take this hand, this perfect plant, which. Yeah. To me, um, there's a lot of conversation, like the, 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 key, the buzzword is the entourage effects. So when you put CBD with these terpenes uh, and, and then your THC, you have a greater benefit from the product. But yeah. in my experience, uh, the, the varying degrees aren't great enough to put THC in a product where so many people don't want it in their system. Uh, I mean, for instance, my parents, like my dad's had a shoulder replacement, a hip replacement. My mom's getting gel shots in her knee and her back. They would not take CBD. I was like, there's no pot in here. There's no marijuana. They wouldn't do it. So I made it and they trust mine. And now, I mean, where the pain is reduced for both my parents, uh, their activity is up. Their recovery is better. My mom's like, I still get up in the night, but I can go back to sleep versus she'll stay up for two hours reading. So it's created such a different level of homeostasis. And those are, you know, those are people in their 70s. Imagine people that are, they're like currently, um, you know, active in a sport, uh, overcoming an injury, overcoming anxiety. I mean, the amount that's going on in the world right now, I mean, CBD is, at, is in my purse wherever I go. So it's, it's it, you know, I'm not, I'm not quite sure where you want me to take the explanation. But it's to me, what I, what I realize is CBD is almost like branch chain amino acids. It's like protein; they are they are already existing in your system, and for us to give you a supplement of what already exists in your system creates a better uh, optimization of that system. And <laughs> CBD, those cannabinoid receptors is another fancy term. It's like this turnless lock and key with the CBD, whether it's in your your central nervous system, your metabolic um, environment um your, your you know your skin the inflammation the topical opportunities for pain relief it's literally just it seems like a miracle like drug but it's not it's from a plant it's it's available everywhere and I just think more people just need to get past the uh the lack of their lack of understanding of it and really give it a try because it's it's, it's every person I give it to it changes their life
0: i I, I agree with you just because I can tell you that most MMA fighters, uh, first and foremost, we have a lot of injuries because we punch and kick each other every day. And I, I'd say, I, I don't think I exaggerate when I say that about 75% of fighters use CBD, and including myself. And, you know, at first you're like, ah, is a placebo effect? Is it, is it really working? But, um, so for me, I, I, I love CBD. I take it, it works, it's helping me with a lot of different injuries. But, you know, I, I feel like, It's been around for a very long time, but there's very little uh, scientific research on it. And then you look at countries like Sweden, for example. You look at countries like Brazil, where it's still considered a drug. CBD in Sweden is prescription-based. And I'm like, how can it be prescription-based when there's no toxin in it? um
1: well there's a couple things i mean and uh, if people are listening and they're like i really want to understand more the origin of the cbd boom came from um the brand is actually called charlotte's web and it's because this couple had a daughter her name is charlotte and she had it was a i'm gonna decline that call i'll say this again um it was from i was gonna say sorry
0: can you bring it up a little bit the
1: camera just so we can see
0: your hair there you go oh there you go (laughs) Okay.
1: I didn't even know yet yeah. um so the the company came from uh, sorry it was founded through this couple that had a daughter her name was Charlotte and uh she had a neuromuscular disease it was either um, um epilepsy or um it wasn't parkinson she she was ha- she was having palsy issues and so they started experimenting with their own child because of the, the pain and the stress they saw her in. And what it broke into is this massive amount of science and research around how the CBD was um, an incredibly important and critical supplement for those that are living with a neuromuscular disease. My friend's mom has Parkinson's. And the way he describes it is I I always send her bundles every couple months of all my CBD and she dropped one and broke it because she, you know, she had shaken. She's like, he's like, it looked like she was going to cry. It was like gold to her because it it, it provides a greater quality of of, of life because of the muscular control and the ease that it creates on the central nervous system. So that's where it started. There's information in science that backs that up. And so that's where it started. And so what scientists are starting to do and saying, hey, wow, that's pretty remarkable because these are non-reversible diseases. You cannot reverse Parkinson's. Um, yeah, we're, we're working on it, obviously, but you know, epilepsy and these, these diseases are tough. So creating a, livable, a more livable environment for these patients was a really big step. So we thought, wow, it's, if it's affecting the central nervous system here, what other ways is this affecting the biology or the, the you know, other biomarkers in, in each human? And that's where we started to see its effects on sleep, um, and, and, and specifically um, mood, the, the power of CBD around anxiety, emotional stress. Um, I have a friend, she just said, she's like, when I, t- I just put a dropper under my tongue and like the whole world feels calm. And the beauty of CBD, you don't feel, you're not, you're not high, you don't feel more, you actually feel just less, uh, less stress, less restriction in your environment. And, and that's the beauty of it. But what I will tell you, Marcus, a lot of people struggle with CBD because they really need to find their own, what I call like their CBD number. I have, if you guys go to getupstayup.store, you'll see I put tons of information there. It's, it's more informative than there is to purchase because I wanted people to feel like they could go find the resource, but you've got to find the number for you. You know, maybe I take 200 milligrams at night, but maybe you only need 50. Right during the day, maybe I take fifty milligrams, but you need two hundred milligrams. So find that for yourself. You can't overdose on it. Again, it, you you literally consume CBD and broccoli and 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 carrots and things that you eat. So it's not it's not like it's going to harm you. Um, so you should feel free to play with that number for yourself and then create some consistency and then feel like where it's moving the needle for you. How did you get into it? How did you find CBD? it started uh years ago um and this brand came to me they had like a topical roll on and i was like i don't know i didn't i really didn't know enough about it and then what happened is i started it was early 2019 37 and started just feeling breakdowns in my body i'm like why do i have tendinitis like I, i my elbow was hurting um, I had different issues with my back. I had different issues. I had a herniation in my neck. And I just thought, what's kind of going on here? So I started to play with the topical. And then I also thought, Ugh, the CBD, this is so stupid. It's so lame. Like, this is going to make a difference. I, and I think because I was so resistant to it and felt such a relief from it is why I felt holy, wait a second, I'm educated, I'm a leader in the wellness industry, and I was being bullheaded about it simply because I didn't know enough. Uh And when I felt myself changed by it, I was like, mom, dad, you gotta do this, and they were resistant. And I said, how do I create access to something that is so powerful and so easy to use, and I make mine very affordable because I want people to have it, and I thought, okay, do it yourself. People trust me. And mm-hmm. my way to put this tool into their lives, and that's the number one thing I get say. I would have never tried it if it wasn't your company, and so that's what was my impetus. I've got my parents. I mean, I really made it for my parents, and so I didn't have to keep buying CBD. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to need this forever. So how can I work around that? And it's just it's it's done wonders for my I mean, my people that are near and dear. Um, and and now that circle is growing. I've got I've got people in the UK, Canada all over the United States that are, that are sending me just letters of gratitude saying, Oh my God, thank you for doing it. So this is not like, I didn't make this business to like make millions of dollars and t- like to buy a boat. You know, I really want this to be accessible to more people. So I just plead with people to please check it out, give it a chance because it's once you start using it, you won't want to stop. And it's just such an easy, natural form of care for your body, um, that I couldn't recommend more. And even like, as a woman, oh my, I I put it's if it's my it's my time of the month. I rub my cream on my stomach where I have cramps. I rub it in my temples where I have a headache. I mean, it's just become it's it's you know. Remember in um, my big fat Greek wedding, and it yeah, keeps windex yeah. on everything. <laughs> this is Windex. Like, yeah, yeah, windex. yeah. This is Windex. It's like yo, rub it, rub it. What's going on? I don't know. Rub it. Like it's changed everything for me. So that's that's why I did it.
0: That I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that CBD is becoming more and more mainstream because, like I said, it's something natural and it's something. I think a lot of people still are very, very skeptical just because it comes from the hemp plant, mm. and uh, but like you said, there's no there's, there's no toxin in it, so there's I think no more people. Effects. Huh?
1: There's no negative side effects, not for no. marijuana no. or or CBD.
0: No, 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 no. I, I completely agree with you. And for anyone that wants to research it, what's that website one more time?
1: Oh, up dot store. I love it. Yeah. And then
0: and then you do you do. I I asked you know the question. I got a few questions that I don't even know for you. I don't even
1: know. Oh, what let's you mean. do
0: it. Yes. So uh, I think it has something to do with one of these American <laughs> sports that I don't know anything about. Um, and uh, I'm gonna see if I can find it here. So. As you guys can tell, Shane is not, Shane is actually mammoth right now. And so um, let's see if I can figure this yeah, out. It's yeah, the same thing with, with my, if you look at my background here right now, everyone's like, oh, what a beautiful background. No, it's not a beautiful background. It's, well, it is a beautiful background, but it's there not because I put it there. It's there because it was there when I opened up and I don't have to get rid of it. And <laughs> normally Shane's been in this for so long, so he's good at that stuff. And clearly I'm not. So Dude, let's text see. Stress.
1: Yeah. I'll, yeah. Let's just need yeah. music with sets and reps and coaching.
0: <laughs> uh, here we go. I uh, Now we we'll us see. So one of the questions was about this. Um, uh, I guess it's something to do with a sport. To- toxins or let's see. I can't do this on my computer. I have to, but what, first and foremost, carb cycling is one of the most reoccurring questions I got. Oh. Carb cycling, why, how, what's the purpose? What does it do? That was the, so let's just roll all those questions into one. What is this thing that Jen does Okay. carb cycling challenge? Okay.
1: So this is great guys. When it comes to any way of eating, it can be keto. It can be paleo. It can be carb cycling. These are tools, not rules keep that in mind. There are ways to basically create a, if, because most people come to me in, 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 in search of a uh, hopeful weight loss. I have a few people that are trying to gain, and that's a slightly different formula. But what we do is we take your basal metabolic right rate, like what it takes for your body to run and burn and and work. We we look at your activity level and we find a number and that says, this is what Marcus needs to be fueled for the day. We put it at a slight deficit, which is how weight loss occurs. And what I do with carb cycling is I just found it to be the most effective system, livable long-term system, to give you some uh, structure, but also some play in your life and in your nutrition. Because what I found, not only in my own personal uh, experience, but as I've coached people, I realized that I'm, I'm never going to give up beer. I'm never going to give up pizza. I'm never going to give up sandwiches. I'm never going to give up Indian food. Like these are things at 38, I can guarantee you. I'm not, I'm not willing to give up, but I'm also not willing to give up my health. And so what I found is this wonderful way to balance. You have a few low carbohydrate days, which mean on those days I bump up your protein and your fats, fat would be your energy source that day. And then one day, So I'll go like a couple days low carb then one day high carb. So now we bring the fat low, your carbs and your proteins are up. And that's where you get to kind of like have the pasta, have, you know, donuts, if that's in your macros, whatever it is. But what it does is it teaches you how to make choices. It's like bumper bowling and I'm the bumpers. I said, okay, party on. Here's where you got to live today. And you get to have that freedom of choice, but also by doing it yourself, you learn. I want you guys to learn what's in, what you're eating, and when you understand that and how you're fueling yourself, all those questions are like, I don't know why I can't lose weight. I don't know why I'm plateauing. I don't know why I don't have energy. I'm working out so much, but this is what's You answer your own questions because you see what's going in. You're like, whoa, I've had only 50 grams of protein. I'm at 200 carbs, 200 fats. That's a lot of energy for what I needed for today. Got it. Okay. So I think it just invites logic and invites curiosity around your food patterns. And I think it, it, it curates a really livable process for you to not only have the things you like, but lose weight while you're doing it. And that's why it's so effective. And, and my carb cycling challenges, I make them 30 days. So you're engrossed with me for 30 days. I, I walk you through each week. I'm very connected. And then it's almost like you kind of get to graduate from team gen and you get to go into the world and do it. And I have people that join my challenges again, that they join my app. They, they, and that's the other thing, having the accountability partner just being like, am I doing this okay? Do I got this shit right? Am I, It's it, and, it, and it's it's helpful to have that like hand on your shoulder saying, yes, you got it, keep going. And I think that's, that's what's, I mean, the work is always easier with two shovels. And I think that's why I like the coaching aspect of the challenges. <laughs>
0: Um, it seems like you keep coming back to numbers, which I love because numbers are very black and white. They don't lie. Mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and it seems like, uh, th- the way you explain is almost like you're budgeting, right? You're That's... learning from your own budget. Um, and then, and then you might as well roll straight into your app. So you do the 30 day chart. It's funny. My, my wife's here and she just said, I do reverse carb cycling, meaning she just, she just eats pizza and, far, and beer, but far, she far, that one low day. <laughs> so uh so uh the, as far as uh a, a, as far as the app how does the app your app that you have differ from or is that like is that is is the Hog challenge uh, part
1: of the app it's honestly what i'm again you asked me what i'm doing i'm finding ways to create tools and support for people so they can have a greater quality of life and they can start to take the reins on their future that's it so my app it's an interface where i give you programming every day um, but really what it is, is it's structure for you. It's a connection to me and to a community because, and, and I, and I, I, I launched it right at the beginning of COVID because I thought people, people need support more never, you know, yeah. We need yeah. each other. We need to know that. Like, it's just like that, like temperature check. Like, did you, did, was that hard for you too? Okay. Whew, Cause that was really hard for me. Right. It creates this sense of belonging and connection and these, these just checkpoints in, in our own, you know, in our daily lives that kind of seem to be rolling in one after the other. So it's been fun because in the app I've, you know, I, I do, I coach on Zoom and I've got, you know, little, I've got it's almost like a, it's like a Facebook page in the app where we get to interact. And it's funny, I get people saying that like, I never thought I'd have like digital friends and I really have, <laughs> I have friends and that, you know, like, I mean, I have a gal in Spain and uh, marina is she's just you know she was ahead of this before we were so she had been quarantined forever and i did this like yeah. workout where we all had to wear like a print and she wore, wore leopard leopard she found blankets she put leopard blankets on her car our uh, carpet her her tables her um her couch and, and and she just was like so excited to be a part of something that wasn't just the four walls of her own experience so it was this cool, so that's what it is. I mean, I, I think that there, there's, a, there's a great statistic. It's, it's when you are on a team, you are 65% more likely to not only stick with it, but reach the goal successfully. And that's a massive number. 60, yeah. it, it, I mean, listen, if I, to, if I said, okay, Jen, I'm gonna get out of bed every day at 5 a.m. and work out, I would tell you I would probably get it once or twice the entire week. If mm-hmm. I knew I was meeting you, Marcus, Mm-hmm. I would not miss a single day, not one.
0: I think our our workout that we are going to do together is going to have to be at five a.m. at five of no, them. don't do that. Was just an example. Don't. <laughs> make it. We're gonna do a boot camp. Oh, I just saw that we have the same boot. Look, let's see if I. am not. Let's see if I can get my foot up here. Yes.
1: You have the pump.
0: Yeah. I do have the pump. Look at that. Gosh. <laughs> 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 I, I want to hear about that. I just have to, for the record here, I'm getting into trouble here by by Michelle, my wife, because she was in the background here saying, "She's it, like you just made me sound like a fat mess." um She does reverse pubs She was endorsing what you were saying, as in she loves it. She does reverse carb cycling, but not that I I, I misunderstood it. So I'm the dummy here. So yeah. I just want to clear that. Uh-huh. So I uh, and 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 then. um uh, from, from what you said, I love again, your statistics, the science behind it. You're more likely you have a team that you work with, and 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 uh, during a pandemic, you're right, right? We we Spain was on, on lockdown like not none other, and we're in California. We've been on lockdown for seven months. Uh, and what do you do? What do you do for prisoners when they are misbehaving? You take them away from murderers and rapists, and you put them in isolation. It's yeah. having a it- it, it's, I, I can tell from, from, from my own personal perspective, it's like, we have a business, we are, we're a gym, and, and, and we're closed down, and, but we do take the pandemic very, very serious. It's a serious, serious problem. Yet, not having the social effect and not taking away physical exercise from people, it's like, you know, you're creating the worst mental health problem that this, not just this country, but this world's ever seen. Yes. How's the,
1: how's the pandemic
0: affected you?
1: Oh gosh, I I actually think I've gotten very lucky. I think that the time away, because I spent my first four months on um, in uh, quarantine with an athlete I was working at, and I was in Florida, so mm-hmm. not only was I in a city where I knew nobody. I was really on my own, and I I don't think I realized I I, I don't think I realized I needed that time as much as I did. I think that I've disproportionately placed a lot of my energy and effort into others around me. Um, and I, that's, that's, the, that's the journey of a coach. You invest in others, and I love that, and that's not going to change. But it was disproportionately so that it was almost a distraction for me. Mm-hmm. So if I focus on what's going on in Marcus's life and his wife's life and my other friend's life, and I worry about their plans and their dreams and their hardship, I, I don't need to look at any of mine. Mm-hmm. And what I realized was, was how dissatisfied I was in the way I was living my life and how interested I was in changing it. And mm. that so it was such a gift. It was such a gift. I definitely – that was the two things. It's like how, do I, how can I ramp up as a resource for the world, mm-hmm. but how do I also leave that place for Jen as well? And that's, and that's the balance that I created in quarantine.
0: That's great. I love I love when I hear people are saying, you know, taking the worst time in, in in modern history and made it something better, and and not just sitting back and, you know, um, saying well it's nothing I can do, but take the time and actually improve. Um, has and and I guess this is for everyone. Not has it been hard? What's been the hardest part of the pandemic for you?
1: I miss. Th- <laughs> Pause for reaction. I miss touching people. <laughs> and I,
0: <laughs> Strangers on, on the street.
1: <laughs> Seriously. Like just, you know, and I don't, I'm not like talking like rated R. I mean, I, sex is, sex is a blast, but I, I mean, just seeing a friend and hugging them and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Touching it, yeah. Like I mean, literally. Where was I? I was. It. it I. I it was somebody on the street, and I met. And we were at. A, we were at like a walk, crosswalk, and that we had met. I was like, oh yeah, I did that, and I was. i Jen, and I was like, oh, um, because I was gonna shake their hand, and it was like, sorry, dude. Like I, you know, and and so I miss that exchange. I miss that. I miss being. I miss being at concerts and bumping into people. I miss that kind of touch, you know. I miss training with my training partners, and then it sounds stupid—just spotting me, um, mm-hmm. that me spotting them. Um, I, I miss that. I miss contact for sure.
0: So, are you isolating really well? Are you are you being very strict and disciplined with it?
1: You know. I've I mean, listen, I've probably traveled more than anyone I know because I started in L.A., then Toronto, then Florida, then I was in Charleston, then Chicago, then Denver, then L.A., then I mean, like I've I've been on more plans than anybody I know. I've been tested up the nose all the cities like I've been very careful. What I realize is it's a responsibility to be careful because a lot of people count on me for that. Mm -hmm. I've got a few uh, friends here that have young children. They also have promises to like their pods of people. And so for me to go out on a Friday night, you know, there's out there's outdoor seating here in LA and I don't know, maybe I, I swipe right on a Tinder date and, you know, I don't know that person. I don't know where they've been. And I been bring that potentiality back to these other people that have trusted me to be thoughtful. So I am being careful. I am. I wear I wear the mask. I wipe everything down. But I mean, my foot's broken. So I, I take Ubers everywhere. So I mean, yeah. I'm not... I'm not locked down and not moving anywhere like i'm I'm you know still as mobile as I can be, but extremely thoughtful. I just think as we start to learn more uh we're we're able to shape our behavior a little bit better and a little bit smarter and we have such good information but you know
0: I agree with you i agree i i I think it is important right it's important to be responsible for other human beings but Yes, we're starting to see that, you know, as long as you're young and, and, and strong and, and and yes, if you're around people or in, in places, essential businesses, you know, just out of respect for other human beings. So they, we don't know their history. We don't know who they are around. Right? I don't know who's so,
1: diabetic. I don't know who has asthma. I don't know who has a newborn. Like, I, I don't know. So yeah. for me, I'd rather not assume and just, I, I, I always err on the be thoughtful, like just give over to the other person in the room and, you know you know, especially now it's, I think it's a really respectful and thoughtful way to come together as a country and a culture during a time where there is a lot of division. So why not lend that, lend that hand? I, so I
0: agree with
1: you. I agree.
0: I'm going to have to do so I'm going to have to go into Instagram with my phone and I have to switch to my phone from the computer because that wasn't working. And, uh, to look up this qu- one question that, or this few that I don't know what they meant. Because I think it's got to do with American sports that I know nothing about. Hang on here. Hang on. Hang on. Where is it? So you got a bunch of fighter questions. I don't know if we'll, we'll go into those in a second. Trubisky or Foles? Does that mean anything to you? I looked it up. It seems to be some athletes. Are you some some sports fan?
1: Okay, so Trubisky, it's got to be the backup Bears quarterback because Trubisky was the Bears starting quarterback and then Foles must be the other one.
0: Yes. I mean, I'm I don't know. I'm just looking up on the side I I thought I'm like, okay, here's some American, uh, you know, I'm an ignorant European, not knowing what's going on, but okay. I mean, listen, I
1: just want to get Robbie Gould back. So that's my answer. Neither. I want Robbie Gould back. I want our kicker back.
0: So that answers that. So it's football. It's not basketball. No, it's football.
1: It's Chicago Bears.
0: Okay. Okay. I just, something. Uh, And then uh, we got a lot of the questions answered about the uh, carb cycling. Okay. Okay. And then, I don't know if this is a question for you much, can a lightweight fight a heavyweight? Um, What's your opinion on that?
1: I mean, didn't we used to do it back in the MMA like 20 years ago? Wasn't that like OG, like didn't matter your weight class? I mean, I don't see why not. I think that there is – I mean, power is real. But, I I mean, what was that crazy fight? The guy that had the blonde hair, he was massive and he fought like a normal side, like he fought – it was the last crazy octagon fight you gotta know this marcus back back in the days that one of the you know, like 10 years ago it was like a publicity stunt and it was randy couture fighting that really big blonde guy i mean uh,
0: he, uh, tim, uh,
1: tim um, um, um oh, uh,
0: brock lesnar
1: brock yes yes so the answer is absolutely yes Absolutely. I don't see why not. I think that, I mean, there's a precision that, 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 I mean, you would know more than me, but I think precision takes you more than, farther than power. Um, Power is important, but I mean, I think it's a blast. I think that's, that's when MMA was so exciting because you had like, okay, jujitsu heavy, boxing heavy it was like street fighter you're like okay let's see what skill sets and now everyone's so well rounded and i i love the fairness of the weight classes because it, it does i think make for an interesting battle out there but i don't see why not so yes
0: if if everything is equal then weight will make a difference yes but if you uh if one person is more skilled or can can uh capitalize on the other person's weakness such as as a young uh, you know if you're oh smaller than you can there's a it was a famous fight with mighty mo against a thai guy who was probably a hundred pounds lighter and he knocked him out with a head kick where oh moving around yes Yes, the
1: mighty mouse i saw him in vegas what was that like four years ago
0: it's probably more like 10 years ago but yeah 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 yeah.
1: he's the same same fighter i'm telling you because he was like 40 something they're like he's coming i was like who is this guy he was still fights yeah still fights. fights. okay it's the same guy but so that's the thing. I just think, you know, uh, you got to think if you're a big body, that's a big machine. I mean, there's the pace of a bigger body and those and some of these fights are so much slower than the smaller guys. Mm-hmm. So it's just I don't know. It's it's very it's very Rocky and um, you know Rocky IV. You know what I mean? Like Dolphin Rockies, like I'm gonna keep chipping away, kind of a thing. So I don't know. I wish we had more battles like that.
0: I I agree. I have one more question for you here regarding um regarding fitness. Um okay. do you ever feel uh, oh I have a couple. Here's one. Uh do you ever feel unmotivated to train and what does what do you do about it? What do you do to get back in training?
1: Okay, hey, do I ever feel unmotivated to train? Almost every yes. day. Yes, almost every day. I'm telling you, it's answer. tough when when I think part of me since I've been doing it for so long, it's like I kind of lose the momentum to do it, but I, I honestly, what I tell myself, I tell myself just to get there, and I trust myself, because once I'm there, and I, and I would encourage you, that's why a coach or a plan helps, have something, all you have to do is walk to the door, and I always let myself off the hook, I'm like, okay, Jenny, if, if you've got to hit two rounds of everything instead of three, it's okay. It's okay. Just get pairs in. That's fine. Um, And then nine times out of ten, I end up doing three rounds of everything. So (laughs) I mentally give myself the it's okay if you need to do that. And then I always rise to the occasion. So just, yes, I'm unmotivated every day, but I just go. Just go. Don't Don't make it a negotiation. Don't put things in front of it. Don't put things in front of yourself or your health. Go.
0: I love it. That's a great answer. And then um how here's a great question actually um i also just realized it's from my my wife again she's a big fan of yours by the way oh. i think it's the first time she's listening into one of our podcasts. <laughs> hey,
1: you uh, listen you to little, uh, every day here
0: you you talk a lot about body dysmorphia and overall health and then you help people lose weight how do you keep the messaging clear to your fans and your followers In as in Losing weight in a healthy way, and that you can be thin and unhealthy, and you can be not as thin and healthy. How do you find the balance?
1: I think we're we've just what I've noticed, at least in especially in the last five to eight years, is we've just somehow skewing from center into these very far right and far left spectrums of what's allowed and what's okay. And it's because everyone is kind of looking at everybody else's paper for the answer. What what's what's appealing? What's beautiful? What did the Kardashians change on their face or their body this week? And you start looking for the answer outside yourself and it's always going to lead you down a very dark path. And so the answer to the question is, I think, really looking at what what I think if you feel good, you're going to look great. I think we all know that if you order and eat the whole pizza, it's not going to be a really good night or the next day for you physically or mentally. And it's a matter of shaping that for yourself. I think there's not enough honest conversation about people that are getting too thin. Um, I don't think there's enough honest conversation about women that are staying very obese and think it's like, Hey, my body, my life, my way, accept all shapes and shapes and sizes. It's like, you're very unhealthy. I don't agree with it. I don't. and, 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 There are, I mean, my sister is so full figured and so beautiful. Like, I think she was a size four, which is what I am when she was like in fourth grade, right? Like my sisters and my sister's not fat. Mm -hmm. So it's a matter of really looking at your shape, your body, your health, your way, and not getting those lines crossed with other people. And I do, I used to, I got to tell you, I used to hate my legs. My legs were my, the attribute on my body that I hated the most. And it's because nobody else had legs like mine. I thought, oh my god, I'm so big. I, I have to get bigger pants. I rip the ass out in the back if I, you know, if I'm like, at a, you know, dancing too hard. And I was just resenting my legs. And then I realized I spent so much time wanting to look like everybody else's legs. I forgot what my legs could do for me. I forgot how strong they are. I forgot how beautiful they are. And now they're like one of my favorite things. And so I really, I, I guess, you know, it, it, it's not a clean answer. To, to, your, to your wife here. It really is, you have to be honest. And I think w- with yourself, and I think that whenever you start to fall into that self doubt and those places of pain, where if I could only be this much, or this blank enough, like I have professional athletes I've worked with, they're like, oh, Instagram goals. Like they have women they follow. But I'm like, you wanna look like her, but you are the best in your sport and your body can't do what it's doing. If you look like that, you know, it's, it's putting value in a different way. Um, and, and so I, I just, it, gosh, it is such a personal experience. Um, but I wouldn't trade my body for anything. And it it took some time to get there. But when I, when I, what I was, I think trying to round out is like, when you feel that place of pain or less, it's a good indicator that you're going the wrong direction. Mm. Pain Mm. will always bring you home. It will always – it will steer you. So if you're looking and you're doubting and you're, you're looking at someone else's body or you're comparing and you're feeling worse, it's a good indicator that that's not the direction for you.
0: That's a, that's a great answer. And then you know, from being around fighters, what do you think of fighters' weight cuts?
1: I think they're a necessary part of the sport. I, I, I don't know. Right. I just say – I feel like – I think my, my mindset comes from wrestling – because I, my father was a wrestler. He coached wrestlers. I was friends with wrestlers. So I realized that, I mean, you know, men, water is between 60 and 70%. Women, we're looking at 50 to 60%. So you're telling me that I can just like sweat a little bit, and make a weight, and then pop some fluid back on? Like the tissues, they, we're not changing the tissue. We're changing the water to make the weight. So it doesn't bother me at all. I think good. it's wrong people doing it safely. That I get worried about these athletes doing it. Yeah, I, I would encourage you as a fighter or a wrestler to keep your your weight at a closer level so you, the drop mm-hmm. is difficult. Um, but I think as you do it safe, it's part of the show, It's part of the sport. So just rock on and do it.
0: Thanks. Yeah, safety is the number one word there. Right where. We see people that go too far and there's even fighters that have died during the weight cut, but yeah, obviously it's not safe. And if it's too much, I think a good way of putting it is this percentage of body weight uh, to look at. So, uh, yeah, it, it it is something that, you know, fighters... Weight isn't as important, I'd say, for the average person as it is for people that have to make weight for a specific sporting event, whether you're a jockey or if you're a uh, ski jumper or a fighter. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of times we, we get stuck on the scale. So uh, it is important to, to... That's the one number that it's an indicator, right? If we're overweight or need it's to make weight. But, it's a unit of measurement. Yes, yes. So um, a last... Question for you, Jen. I, I just gotta say, actually, from a personal perspective, so funny because your name has come up so many times over the years. We're just talking about my my brother's wife, who you went to to no, not even high school, middle elementary school. Yeah. School. Yeah. Oh, oh,
1: junior high. Junior high. Middle. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, I was in New York filming for Neo You Fitness, and then you there you are, and then you know, it, it's uh, it's it's been. Uh, so many times over the years and then last week same with dr belisa who's been on the show as well and she's like yeah my friend jen me just i'm like again here we go
1: (laughs) you're like (laughs) enough of this chick
0: (laughs) it's it's great to finally get to speak uh with you but i i wanted that the homework that we do every time at the end of every show and i know you have so much knowledge on on just not just physical health but just how to do well what would you give our listeners as a homework or a, a daily tip?
1: Okay, this is fun. I do have homework for you. And will you show Please. this video on you, like would this video go if I do a physical representation as well? Yes. Okay. So- gonna, I'm gonna promise you that Shane's gonna make that happen. Okay, Okay. so this is something that, as I was alluding to earlier, everyone, about finding that balance between my purpose and being a resource um and being a leader in that way but also being a leader for myself and investing back into jen and i did this the goals exercise that really made a difference um a friend of mine took me through it and i'm going to take you through it right now and if you want to take additional time to think about your answers you can but i will walk you through so i don't you know um uh take up another hour of mark's time so, <laughs> so you're, what- you
0: you're going to ask me actually ask me
1: Mm, I'm going to make everybody do it. It's mental. So this is something that you do on paper. So all you guys need is a pen and a paper. And I want you to just draw your best circle. Okay. Just draw a circle on your page, just like that. And then draw it into six quadrants. So like like a pizza that's only has six pieces. Okay. Just like that. And then in each quadrant, I want you to write right now, just current. What are your six priorities for you? Right, right now. Um, And I'm just going to put, I'll put mine. So just take a minute to do it. Mm.
0: What are you, are you putting yours right now? Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm doing it. I love it. What are you
1: putting on that? I'm putting um, service, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: learn, Mm -hmm. health, love. God, a lot of people call me today, um, creation and family. And this can be anything. This can be deadlift. Um, you know, uh, my ki- kids, my kids education, uh, whatever your six priorities right now. So it kind of looks like that a little piece of paper. And then if you look at the zero, this very center that where all the lines cross, that's a zero. And then the outside of your circle, that's, a, that's a 10. So in a scale of one to 10, you need to mark out how much you're satisfying these priorities in a scale of one to 10. Mm-hmm. And so boom, boom, boom. Okay. And I'm doing mine a little quicker. Uh, so you guys can see it. Okay. So I've got these dots all over my page. Connect the dots. Okay. So, as I connect the dots, you can see very visually what areas of my life, service, I'm kicking ass, learning, I'm learning Spanish, and I'm, I'm reading a lot, and my Wait. health, I'm doing really well on these three. Mm-hmm. Love, I'm single, I'm not coming to date, I'm not putting any effort here, and I'd really like to. So, love is a big one for me. Uh, this one down here says creation i'm trying to get myself the courage back to start writing more um just just tapping into the the left brain of myself the creator different like new programming you know stuff like that and then family like i haven't seen my family in probably eight months but i'm trying to face time with them so right here where you see the disparagement in your your kind of like octagon here yeah, yeah. for your yeah i need to set goals in these three areas that's what I'm going to focus on. And so what I encourage you to do at home where you're seeing a lot of vacant space in those areas Mm -hmm. that uh, people sometimes say a one, three and a five year goal, I say a one, three and a six month goal. Let's get immediate. What is something that you're going to actively do on the next month, the next three months, the next six, six months. And that's going to start to bring your awareness to areas in your life that are really important to you, but it's, but you're not putting structure around to really start to develop it. And so when you do this, you'll be surprised what starts to open for you. And also you feel such a sense of pride and sturdiness in yourself because you're, you're pulling back into your well, because this is what's important to you. So
0: that's my home. I think that's a great exercise to do That's a really, really good. Unfortunately, we have mostly male listeners. I'm thinking most of them are going to go, Oh, she's single. That's what they heard from that. (laughs) Uh, But, but, but I think that's a really, really good exercise and a really good way Daniel, where where can listeners find you
1: oh gosh you know what my my website is weederstrong.com just a nice play in my last name w-i-d-e-r-s-t-r-o-n-g.com and then on social media it's just my name jen weederstrom so it's a great way to see what's going on what i'm launching what challenge i'm on next things that are going on with my cbd company it's all right there <laughs>
0: Great, and as far as the app, can they download it? Google and yeah, just
1: Apple. go to WeederStrong and dot com, and you'll see my CBD, my challenges, my programming, my app. Everything's right there. I also send a weekly newsletter with just lots of information, motivation, just support. That's all free. So, um, would love to have you over there and see if I can't be um of service to you.
0: I love it, Jen. Thank you so much for taking the time. And again, Jen Widderstrom, thank you so much for, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to actually get to to speak to you for over an hour. Thank you. Uh,
1: thank you, Han. <laughs>